familiar with the term repurposing, meaning taking a piece of content and repurposing it for one or more other platforms? Well, today I have a guest on the show who's going to teach you how to do this. His name is Dylan Schmidt. He's the founder of Digital Podcaster and of Content Clips, and he's going to break down why he repurposes content, how he repurposes content, and how repurposing your podcast can supercharge your marketing strategy. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to Clipped. I'm Eric, your podcasting coach, and I'm bringing you podcast production tips, education, and industry insights to help you launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. Cliptos, welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully, you are enjoying the show. Uh, got a lot of good upcoming content for you. And I ask, if you're digging the show, I think you dig the blog. So head on over to the podcasthaven.com slash blog and check out what I'm writing about. Got a lot of good information about equipment, how to monetize your podcast, podcast hosting, how to get music for your podcast, all things podcast related. It's educational and hopefully it's going to help you along your journey. All that being said, today I've got an expert marketer on the podcast. His name is Dylan Schmidt. He is the founder of digitalpodcaster.com where he consults podcasters on how to grow and monetize their podcasts. He's also the founder of Content Clips. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Content Clips is a repurposing agency where he works with podcasters just like you. He takes their podcast and he repurposes it for a variety of other mediums, including social media, uh, blogs, email marketing copy. He's on the show to explain like what repurposing is, how it can help you with your marketing strategy, how it's going to help you grow your podcast. You're going to get more eyes and ears on your content in a variety of places. So repurposing is just a great way to expand what you can get out of one podcast. So one podcast, he says you can get seven pieces of content. If you're not using this strategy, I think you should. I've just started to repurpose and I can tell you it's already helping SEO. I'm already getting more hits on my website. My socials are growing. He's going to explain his philosophy on it, how he does it, what content clips does, and how this is going to help you grow and monetize your whole ecosystem. So enjoy the podcast, guys. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like stoked to be here today, Eric. Yeah, man. Ha- glad to connect with you. Um, I actually discovered you on Instagram and saw a lot of the videos that you're putting out and how you're helping podcasters. So I wanted to get you on the show. And uh, yeah, man, just to start off, let, let's hear a little bit about your background, how you got into the podcasting space, how you started working with audio and video and yeah, what drew you to it? Yeah. So I, I just... Um, would you know i'm 33 now but like in high school i was like i want to play music you know live that rock star life um yeah it seemed appealing at the time uh so i was like oh i want to get into music hard being in a band so i got into like audio production and uh you know went to school for like audio engineering things like that um music production and then realized like oh the music industry is like not what i thought it was like what i wanted it to be and what it actually was, was two different things. 
And so um, got into uh, working in marketing and still kind of kept music as just more of a fun thing than like an actual career. And then in 2016, I had a client who needed help with podcasting and I was like, oh, that's easy. And well, like easy compared to I should say Mixing the production, music. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the part of like just do a voice versus like, you know, a bunch of microphones for a drum set is like, you know, it seems relatively more simple. So I was like, how hard could it be? And I found like an interest in the marketing and uh, production side of it. Um, but I was just doing it behind the scenes for clients um, for years in addition to other like marketing type tasks. And then in 2021, um, I kind of had like a, an epiphany. I was like, oh, I could be like, I've heard for years people said like, oh, why don't you do for yourself what you do for these other, for your clients? And I'm like, I don't know what I would talk about. So in like 2021, I had like a light bulb moment. I was like, oh, I should like make content around like podcasting. That'd be fun. And the podcasting community, like other people that work in podcasting like yourself and uh, other, other people in like the community were just like immediately cool from the start. I was like, oh, these people are awesome. Like everyone was just so generative. Like I, I guess I got lucky. I didn't come across any jerks and just people that were just cool. Like I'm not used to posting content of myself, uh, but the people I was talking with were really cool. So I just kept posting and, uh, and yeah. And so I've been like doing that now for a while. And I saw some like cheesy, I don't say cheesy, but you know, like we see so much so many quotes on social media. And the quote said something like, I'm gonna butcher it, but it said something like, post for six months consistently and like watch your life change or something like that. And I had been working in social media, content marketing, um, different areas of marketing and like online business in general that I knew there was truth to it, but I also didn't, you know, like, I didn't experience that necessarily for my own self posting because I would post for clients that would get results, but not for myself. So I was like, all right, let's just, you know, six months, let's just try it. And I kind of just treat a lot of things as experiments. And I don't, I wouldn't say like six, well, I would say six months, I guess, from posting uh, consistently, like my life changed for the better than a year. And then now I'm just like a year and a few months since starting Digital Podcaster. And I'm like, oh, like, I wonder what another year will look like because things are exciting and fun. <laughs> like, not what I, not what things look, I didn't even have any of this in mind like a year and a half ago. So yeah, it's been a weird year. <laughs> Dude, that's cool yeah. though. Like, yeah, how the momentum just, just started to build. Um, it's funny, similar story myself with like the music background. I find a lot of the, a lot of podcasts, people doing production can't come from a music background because music, I guess you experience the same thing as me. It's tough. It's tough to like make money and make a living. Um, but yeah, other people I talked to in like groups, they all like started working in music. And then, uh, like you said, mixing, whether it's recording a, a drum set or miking up guitar cabinets and then mixing that, yeah, way more complicated. So I think when people realize it's just a couple voices, and not to downplay like podcasting, the, yeah, the, the group, no, but yeah. like just a couple voices, it's like, oh, okay, well maybe um, this is a little easier, and it's kind of in a weird thing, like right place, right time, while the <laughs> industry is like booming, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it still feels like early and. 
Yeah. And there's just like the reality is there's less gear for podcasting than, you know, like a guitar, all the different amps and pedals and like plugins, all these things like podcasting, thankfully, is simpler. You know, there are, of course, people that, you know, you could make it like way more complicated and like add in all these storytelling techniques and like all of these things, which, you know, is is there. So it's like as easy as you want to make it or or more complex. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, th- I think it's definitely a little bit easier. What I find though, too, is sometimes because like the barrier to entry is, uh, easier quote unquote, that sometimes people getting involved with production that don't really have like the foundational skill set of, uh, like EQing or mixing and, and not that you have to have that, but I just, yeah. um, I see a lot of people looking for podcast jobs and it's like, well, like editing and mixing jobs or whatever it is. And it's like, well, do you really have the skill set or are you just like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I don't do any, like, uh, uh, I don't do any editing in production like anymore. Cause I'm like, there's people better than me at it. Even though, yeah, like we're talking how simple it is. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm not the best at that. So like, um, you should probably get someone else. Like I'll refer people all the time to like, you do this and people will talk with me and like, Oh, like you're a pod, like you do podcast production and like, I don't anymore. Um, just because like, it's like the right tool, right job. Um, and I'm not the best tool for that, you know? So I'll like refer people, but I don't actually, um, like I'll, you know, when it comes to actually like hands-on stuff, I have, um, one client currently that I do production for. And that's just because I know them, but most of the time it doesn't make sense for people to hire me. I do more like consultant and then, content clips, like repurposing stuff. Yeah. So your bread and butter is more like marketing, consulting. So yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, you founded Digital Podcaster, you said 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was a build up to that, maybe getting a few jobs here and there and, and working with people. And so, um, yeah, what do you what do you think goes into like a good podcast launch or what do you think people get wrong about it and get wrong about starting a podcast? And, and kind yeah. of how do you help people through that? Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said that people maybe like, it's like kind of like, uh, and I'm kind of expanding on what you said, but like uh, underestimating like what might go into it. So mm-hmm. they're just like, I just record it and upload it. And then reality sets in and they're like, <laughs> where is everybody? Um, I don't yeah. see what's going on. Or, <laughs> you know, I got a bunch of guests and none of these guests seem to be promoting my thing, you know, or... I can't keep it going. Like it's just too time consuming. The ROI isn't there. Maybe it's not even the investment of money. It's maybe in the investment of time. So they're not basically, it's like it's mismatch of what they expected and what the reality is of the situation. And I help people try and for one, like realign those expectations, but then also like, how can we meet those? Like, how can we make that a reality? And, um, so people will often kind of, I mean, they don't know, like, it's not like mm-hmm. anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's like anything. We see someone do something and we're like, I want to do that. And then they're like, what, how long? Like, I, I want to make YouTube videos. But the reality is like, it takes so long to edit those videos to make them look like how I watch. Like at night, I, I like watching a lot of YouTube. And some of those videos are like, they look so oh simple, God. but I know now they take yeah. so much time. The scripting, the editing. The sound, I'm like, geez. So um, just like, I guess anything, there's the, you know, 
people don't know what they don't know and and people that want to make their podcast better or um just start off not I like I don't I love working with anybody that's open but um I also love like there's something nice about people who are just starting and then they want to like get help um because they don't have any like ingrained bad habits <laughs> so I'll like meet them and they're like I'm just starting from scratch I'm like cool you're a blank slate um and but then also there's the flip side people that have already started are kind of like they know what they don't like so I guess there's like pros and cons to working with both types of people but um I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think I think you're right. Yeah, just a big part of it like the mismatch between like what like what they think it's going to be like and the reality uh, of effort that it takes. And especially yeah. like and I think less people are doing this now, but like um you know, people are used to doing Zooms and just like being on like a like a headset and they're just like, "Oh, well, I could just start a podcast and hop in Zoom." And and in theory, you can do that. But, you know, it's it's probably not going to sound great. It's not going to look great. But, yeah, there's something about it. And also, I think probably because podcasting is like a buzzword and, and people are seeing a lot more of it on social media. They, they, yeah, it, it looks like it's easy. And especially because it's audio, a lot of it's audio only. So there's not the video element. So, yeah, I just think people um, get that wrong. And then, like you said, the production is only part of it, then you've got to market it. Because unless you're already kind of known or you are somebody with kind of like a built-in like niche following already, it's uh, no, no one, no one's going to find it. I know. I have a friend that's like, uh, I'm like super optimistic, right? About like mm -hmm. most things in life. Uh, and I have a friend, I don't know, he's like the yin and the yang, like he's like rather pessimistic. Uh, and so like, he doesn't even really understand like podcasts and, uh, and so he'll send me like memes of stuff of like podcasting stuff. And like to, in his, he's just like, man, like you can't have a podcast unless you're famous already, you know, like, cause he doesn't know, but, uh, but yeah, like it, it is. And that's to like kind of circle back in a way. Like that's also why I don't strictly focus on like production stuff or help people with that. Cause I'm like, there's the whole other side of it. Like just recording it and publishing it is like one thing. There's a lot involved in that. And then the whole growing it, like, and I get bothered when I see misinformation or, you know, people that are just kind of like, I wouldn't even say old school, but like, I don't know. I, I if I ever want to like raise my, uh, I, I guess it'd be blood pressure. I don't know about the stuff is like, I'll go in Facebook groups and see like misinformation of people just suggesting terrible ideas. Yeah. I'm like, like the blue Yeti. <laughs> yeah. The blue Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that video where you just yeah. put it in the trap. Oh yeah. I was in the, okay. So if you're listening to this and, and chances are most likely you had, it didn't see a video, like I uh, didn't see this video. I made a video a week ago from when we were recording this of like uh, secret settings for the blue Yeti, which like, I would guess is probably the po most popular podcast microphone out there. Um, I would guess it. I didn't know it before making the video um, until afterwards. I like looked it up because someone left a comment. Well, a lot of people left comments, but I <laughs> looked on Amazon and I was like, oh, the Blue Yeti microphone, uh, which everyone knows the look of it. They might not know the name. The Blue, Ye Blue Yeti microphone has like 45 or 46,000 reviews. 
on Amazon. And it has like four and a half stars, which whatever, like on the stars, like, I don't know, some of them may be a fake, but I don't know, 45,000 reviews. That's insane. That's a, that, that is insane. Yeah. And yeah. so I like was like, here's the best settings for it because everyone has trouble with it that buys it. Usually they're like, how do I, it's not sounding like what I hear on podcasts. So I, I know, like I've been there. And so like, is it me? Is it the microphone? Do I not know? Am I not talking right? Is it my, what is it? And so my like secret setting was just throwing it in the trash. But people were like, it got a response and not the type of response I would love to get like every week. I don't know how people deal with that. But I, I was like, I bought the microphone, like I have it. So like I paid money for it. So I'm not, uh, yes, I'm like trashing it. I literally, but also like I bought it. So I'm like, not like, I'm like, oh, better than anybody or anything. Like I paid money for it. Like <laughs> I, I've been through, I've been there. That's why I like, I'm saying this and people are like, I have it works great. I'm like, that's cool. I've just, it's social media. It's fun. It's, it's social not, media. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, you're making a point, but yeah, having, having fun with it. No, I, yeah. I, I, I dug that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like too, like, uh, I've noticed that scale people like generally speaking, like <laughs> everything gets in the, like things get in the way of someone like being successful, whether it's social media, podcasting, all this stuff. And the more complicated something is naturally, the less likely someone is to succeed in it. And so with the Blue Yeti, it's like there's these knobs on the back. Uh, there's different set, like, bro, you gotta be like an audio engineer to like figure this thing out and to get a good sound out of it. Like, it's not just plug it in and it sounds like how you want it to sound, um, which is the drawback of it, I guess. But it looks cool. It, it looks does cool. look cool. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> just plop it on their desk too and they're like two feet away from it and it's just picking yeah. up just mostly the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that kind of goes along with it too. Yeah, just like um, expectations versus reality. And it's interesting, your buddy, he said like, yeah, it seems like you have to be famous now to get a, to have a successful podcast. Um, what? Yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think of like, is there still room for people? You know what I mean? Because every, it seems like every brand or quote unquote influencer or, you know, you and I know there is still room, but Leah, let's talk yeah. a little bit about that, like picking a niche. And because it's funny, I talked to this lawyer um, last week or the week before, and she was looking to start a podcast. She's, I don't know, some fancy lawyer. And she, Adriana, she, was it right that lady like, with all the billboards in LA? Adriana? She has like dogs oh, no. on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you seen, you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that. Okay. No. I'm probably saying her name wrong, but like you'll see, I think it's like Adriana, something with an A all over LA. I'm like, how much does she spend on billboards? She should have a podcast. She probably does have a podcast. She probably does. Is she an accident? Like an car accident? I think so. Uh, accident or employer. I just know that like, now that like you're aware, you're going to see her everywhere. Like she's I'll see her. I, I think everywhere. I, I kind of, it rings a bell. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, those, I think those injury lawyers make bank. Right. Um, but no, she was talking about how she looked at all like the top lop. She's brand new to podcasting. I guess she's a successful lawyer, but talking about like um, telling me on the phone that like all the top law podcasts, they suck and I'm confident I can reach like number one on the charts. And I was like, I knew right away, even before she said that, that we probably weren't going to work together. Mm -hmm. But then I had to kind of tell her, I was like, look, I mean, you've reached number one on the charts. Like those people are getting millions of downloads. They're probably put years into like crafting their show and learning. I was like, you're just starting. 
Um, and there probably is room for her somewhere, but I think those kind of expectations are, are uh, crazy. I agree. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm always like, like, cause it's like, um, it's like number one of what, you know, like of all of the podcast charts, like how realistic is, let's just, you know, I'm sure she is great and knowledgeable, but like how realistic is a lawyer, like a law podcast, unless you're like the people's court, uh, or judge Judy, like a podcast <laughs> yeah. version. I could see yeah. that like going to number yeah. one. Yeah, um, it's like that makes sense. Yeah. You're like, it's a podcast version of like what's on TV makes sense. But like not having that, that behind it doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, all right, what category is that in business? Like a business law podcast. Okay. Or are we just talking business? There is a lot of competition there. Um, so yeah, like to me, it seems like if it's charts, that's the, that's the definition of success. It's going to be, um, uh, it, well, there's like a lot of factors in that. Cause there's like, you're competing with a lot of things. If it's more clients from a podcast, that's a different like metric, you know, is if it's just more downloads in general, like whatever success is like defined as I think is important. And a lot of podcasters don't even take the time to like, all right, what's the goal here? You know, they're just like, I want to be number one. And it's like, yeah, everybody does. So let's define like, cause you're probably have like three number ones in your head. I want to have more clients. I want sponsors. I want a, you know, a studio. I want, yeah, we all want a lot of these things. So let's drill down. Like what's, what's the first thing we could reach and like actually hit, you know? No, I like that. Like, so yeah, that's something that you do with your clients. Like, let, let's distill what, what the goal is. Is it lead generation to try to get more business for, you know, using your par- podcast as a marketing tool for that? Um, is it to monetize in uh, some other kind of way, whether you have services you're selling? So is that kind of, yeah, you, you do like try to break that down for them so they can get their vision in the right place? Yeah, yeah, because it builds on everything else from there. Because like for me, I'm like, well, if you want to hit this goal, like we're going to go about it just a little differently. If you want to hit this goal, we're going to go about it a little differently. Like it's not quite one size fits all. Um, It's kind of, I guess, like exercise in a way, you know, like, yeah, there's the eat right and like exercise way of advice where people are just like, okay, cool. Like upload your podcast and post regularly. I guess that would be like, the eat right, like the, live healthy yeah, version. Yeah, the very basic, <laughs> the baseline of, yeah, what you need yeah, to do. Yeah, but I don't really find myself talking with people that are just like, yeah, I just want this. It's usually like they have some bigger goal in mind. Podcasting is a vehicle to help them hit this goal. And uh, and then, yeah, and I just see a lot of people like wasting time with their podcast, doing too much and not getting enough. And I'm like, my goal, I, I, my spirit animal is a sloth. I do a lot, but like, I love just like doing nothing. And so I'm like, I'm like always trying to get people to do less mm-hmm. <laughs> and while like doing more, cause it's easy to do a lot and not get anything with podcasts, I guess. If, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of like monetization, when do you think that people should start trying to monetize? You know, how, how soon should they be? putting these calls to action that say they don't have a lot of downloads, their listenership is small. Should they already like, what's your kind of philosophy on that? Yeah. Like how I view it and you know, um, 
always listen to Eric first, but like how I view it uh, <laughs> of um, no, is, no, I, uh, I'm genuinely no. curious. No, <laughs> know, there's no wrong kidding. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always like, uh, yeah. Um, so how I view it is like for me and like kind of my background, again, it starts with the goals. So if like, mo- not most, I'd say like 90% of people that I'm working with, if not more, are like already monetizing through a different way. Like they have a business, they're a coach, they they have something that they're doing already. And so for those people, I'm like, start monetizing now immediately. Like you don't need to wait. doesn't matter if you have one download or a hundred or a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, like uh, just start now for even if people don't quite have a business, then it's like, you could still monetize, um, but it's like tricky to say like exactly how. Um, I have like a a program called Podcasting Academy that like kind of like sections off all the ways um, because it's kind of like a menu of options. You know, you could do, Mm -hmm. create Mm -hmm. your own product and service from scratch these days very easily. You could do like Patreon where, Someone pays like say five bucks a month, they get access to something. Um, you could, you know, that's the thing about like sponsors. Like it's hard to get a sponsor if you don't have any audience. So that's usually like out the door. Out. You could right. use like totally. affiliates or ads, but those also take a little bit of audience too to make it worthwhile. I mean, mm-hmm. you could, hey, you could get a dollar, you know, someone clicks your Amazon affiliate link and you get something. So while like, you know, the opportunities look different for for each kind of option. Um, you know, pro- digital products and products and services are usually like my favorite, um, just because I've had a lot of success with them. Um, but they don't always fit for everybody, so it's not the like only option. Yeah, but yeah, you're recommending, and no, I agree with that. I think yeah, sponsorships. Yeah, typically you need the audience for that, um, but. Yeah, figuring out like where you fit in, whether it is affiliates, whether it is um, services, whether it's digital products. Um, yeah, start start trying to plug those into your ecosystem. I yeah. like that. Yeah, and like for me, like I guess like what I did is like I knew I wanted to do like help people with podcasting. So I immediately I was like, all right, what can I do? Like before I even had a program for sale, like I could start being like, hey, because you have a small audience, luckily it's it's easier to field things coming at you. So I could easily be like, hey, if you're interested in this, like I don't have to create a whole program and go like guess all these things. I could simply be like, if you need help, just ask me. Like I'm not gonna be like uh, Mr. You know, I can't, I'm hard to reach, I'm exclusive, like some weird fake thing. Like I'm like, just send me an email. You know, like I can make it really easy. Um, and that's the cool thing about starting from from a low thing. Also, the more transparent about those things too, like the people that do meet you at that time, they grow with you and they they feel a sense of like connection with you that people don't feel when they come in after you've already grown an audience. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so let's talk about where repurposing fits in with all this. Talk about your marketing your philosophy of what is let's start start what is like repurposing content just you know say brand new listeners podcasters yeah what is repurposing so repurposing is uh well my definition um yeah i don't know the the merriam webster's definition (laughs) (laughs) um my definition is just taking 
an existing piece of content from anywhere. Could be, could be a, if you're a coach, could be like from a program, whether it's like a coaching call or a, uh, somewhere inside your course, maybe you have a program that teaches about something, any piece of recorded content from anywhere, and then is formatted, like repackaged to fit somewhere else. So that might be social media, that might be email, that might be a blog, that could be Twitter. Um, that's a social media, but I was picturing it different in my head. Um, <laughs> could be like any other place. Uh, also, it could be for podcasting too. Um, when I mentioned I only have one uh, podcast like that I actually do the production on, it's strictly repurposed. He doesn't have any involvement in his own podcast for the client. And it's like averaging around 40,000 downloads a month, has like millions of downloads overall. Um, and it's strictly me repurposing content for his podcast. Now, I will say, I have people ask me also, because it just like gets into that. People are like, oh, great. Can you repurpose podcasts for me? It's not just because it's repurposed doesn't mean it's like cheap, free, and easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like right. there's still like a, uh, I'm not going to use the word art to it, but like it's, there's still like, you can't just like be like, ah, I'm going to chop it and then like post it and just disregard for the listener. So there's, there's a mindset, I guess, approach to it um, that. It's not just like, oh, well, I mean, it's it's simple because it's already there and you don't have to make it from scratch, but it's there's also like a mindfulness that goes into it um, because people are just like, huh? It just repurpose, like I just, it, yes, yeah, you just repurpose it, but like also there's more, I guess. Um, Finding, yeah, the right nugget that makes sense for whatever, it, they say it's like an email, whatever messaging you're going to put in that email. Um yeah, you know what I've done it the most with, and I, uh, to be honest, my video game's a little weak, so I'm trying to do more video, but um, I use it a lot for my blog. So I have a blog that's been going about a year. Um, I started that before I started my own podcast, and I would actually pull from those blogs to come up with podcast content, podcast episodes. And now, yeah, now trying to any podcast I do, yeah, get it transcribed and then chop it up into, you know, a blog in a way that makes sense for a blog post. But um, it seems like, yeah, you're crushing it with video. So just tell me like a little bit about your process. How, how do you find clips? What what makes a good clip? And then I, after that, let's talk about like um, the difference between growing on social media and growing on a podcast. And like, because I've seen someone just because their social media is huge that those audience doesn't necessarily transfer over to podcast listeners. So let's talk first, like kind of how you do it. And then... Um, the difference between, yeah, like growing a social media versus growing a, a podcast. Yeah. Um, and I will just say for like disclaimer, like the things I'm sharing, while they may seem like easy, uh, just to give more context, I've been doing this for years. This isn't just like a year thing. So I've like made content that has gotten, and I don't really, I don't use their names for like, well, probably NDA reasons, but also like um, just because it's not like I'm using their platform to further my own, I guess. I don't know. I haven't quite figured it out in my head, but I've made a lot of content. So um, that's gotten like, I don't even know how many millions of views. So I'll like, and, and then you look at my platform and you're like, well, if you've done all that, why haven't you done it for yourself? I get it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, um, fair argument. Uh, but I say all this because 
um, it's, 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 uh, I'm just trying to not like downplay certain things. Um, because I know when I've like hear things, people are just like, oh, it's just so easy. You just one, two, three. And it's like, yes. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, and I'm also not trying to like overwhelm anybody as well, but, uh, my, my like criteria of like finding, uh, it's funny you said nuggets cause that's what I called them for years. And I just recently like switched to clips. Um, so, but nuggets is the same thing. It's just nuggets doesn't have as good of a flow as clip, you know, like, <laughs> um, so, uh, I got to start with like, again, this, like the end goal in mind. So whatever it is that they're doing, if they're trying to sell a product, if they're trying to get more clients, uh, if they're trying to, whatever it is that helps like frame the mind of like what the piece of content should be pulled. And then it, to me, it's like up to the client's discretion. Like I want you to look through here so I, I can look through anywhere. Um, and then I'm like setting some parameters, right? So like if it's a podcast, generally speaking, it's got to be like, you know, uh, anywhere from like 10 minutes to an hour, ideally of, of footage, um, that I can then turn into say a podcast. Um, and I like to like the hierarchy of like repurposing for me is like, I have the raw piece of content and then it would be like the creating a long form piece of content like a podcast or a YouTube video. And then from there, I repurpose into social media clips, blog posts, emails, um, tweets, whatever types of content. And, um, and so it kind of has that like three phase process. Um, as far as like the clip selection, the first, you know, few seconds are super important because they set the tone. Any, like I can repurpose so many things um, but the entry point is very important because usually like you're going in blind, uh, you and the listener. So I find for myself, I, I kind of have to go into it blind. So I usually don't like, if I'm looking at a piece of content and I like to use Descript to use it, I didn't have that a few years ago. It would have saved me a lot of time. Um, but I like to not look at the beginning of a piece of content. I'll go further down because if I have too much context, like the listener doesn't have any context going in really, uh, because most of the time you're not going to be able to get someone to like create any context beforehand. The episode title might like when we're talking about podcasts, the episode title might be able to give some context, but really like you got to have like context and you can't assume that they're going to like read and understand the title. So I'll scroll down a little bit and kind of figure out like, oh, this this sentence makes sense. So I'll start there and then go through, uh, and then go basically like for a podcast, it's usually like one main point. Um, sometimes like two or three, but it's got to have like one main theme because if you go into two main themes, then it's like too confusing for the listener. Um, and from Donald Mark, uh, Donald, Donald Miller, who is the author of like building a story brand. Uh, he's like a popular speaker uh, on marketing. He always like says, when you give, you want to have like, when you're giving a presentation, it's kind of like an exercise in memorization for your audience. And imagine you're giving them a bowling ball to hold to your audience. And each like big idea is another bowling ball. 
So, you know, the more bowling balls, they're, they're going to drop them if you give them more than like, yeah. So you just want to give them like one. Um, you can use supporting ideas around that, but inside the repurposed, like inside a piece of content, usually people will talk long about one main piece of content. So I look for, yeah, it's got to have context in the beginning and then like a flushed out idea. And then that's pretty much it. And like to not overthink it. That's another big thing. <laughs> Yeah, that context I think is important with because everyone, especially in social media based, just because, yeah, everyone's just scrolling and to get them to like stop and listen, they're, you know, if they're not hooked into it in like a few seconds, it's, it it doesn't make sense to them what it's going to be. They probably just, you know, keep, keep moving. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) On social media too, it's difficult. Like I, I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, you can't repurpose content on social media. Like, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be, that's like, those absolutes to me, like, um, uh, drive me crazy. Any absolutes, I guess. Well, there's some absolutes that are probably good. But like, some absolutes are not good like that because, you know, you look at some of the most popular content creators are repurposing content, you know? So, um Gary V, isn't that, that's his whole, yeah, that's a good example, yeah. Like 98% of his content is like repurposed content. It's not created specifically for the platform. And it's funny because like he's hypocritical in the sense that he goes, it's got to be contextual to the platform. As he's like repurposing content, you can Mm -hmm. make it Mm -hmm. contextual to the platform through the packaging, but the clip itself doesn't necessarily need to be created for the platform. And that's- Oh, I never thought of that. That like- the type of audience, let's say, I I never thought that you might have on Twitter, the content they want is different from like the content on Instagram. Is that kind of what he was saying? Or um, like LinkedIn, it's more like yeah. academic based. Yeah. 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 And so like with like there's, I see what he's saying, but like maybe because also he's repurposing the content, the clips that I've heard of him saying that are not contextual to the platform. Um, So it's like this weird full circle moment, but he, yeah, like Twitter, for example, is not a very video heavy platform. Right, But you could take the clip that you made on, that you post on Instagram and just take the transcript and slightly tweak it and reformat it and make that a tweet very easily. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. like kind of the same idea where I talk about like how the podcast is repurposed you can easily then take that and then create clips from that. And so those clips then could be used on social media and then transcribed and then like live as emails and things like that. But, and because each clip should have like a main idea as well. It's like a mini podcast episode and the, um, yeah. And so you can like make it contextual by the design of it. And a lot of people mess up that part because they think with, they like on the design. And I'm like, that's not what the audience wants because they are like making it through what they look. They're not like most people aren't a designer, but then they become a designer because they're like, I made this. And it's like, you know, like your kids art. you know, um, like it's beautiful to you. And it's not that it's not beautiful, but it's not like, it's it's competing with like stuff in in LACMA, you know, at the LA <laughs> Museum, you know. So like you got to make it stand out in a way for the general public. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that 
it has to be designed in a certain way. And people are usually like, I don't know if it's an ego thing, but they're usually like not not looking for feedback in that way. There's like, oh, it's social media's fault. They don't like, you know, they don't like, I'm like, no, I can tell you why, exactly why this is not performing like how you would hope it to. Um, but I'm not out there giving unsolicited advice. So no one, like if someone's yeah. asking me, I'd tell yeah. them, but I'm not gonna be like, uh, yeah, because because then it, it just seems kind of mean if I was just like picking apart people's things. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this kind of off the fly question, on the fly yeah. question. But uh, if we were to repurpose this podcast, what are some ideas that you would have to post? I guess clips or you know, what, like say you were going to take this, you would. I guess you could make a blog post about repurposing or something, or you know what I mean. Like, what yeah. would you have in mind? Just as an example, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. So. About an hour of content usually gets around seven good clips. Um, mm-hmm. With like, those, and those are up to a minute or so. Like how yeah. long? Yeah, something like that. I keep everything between like fifteen and sixty seconds, so it fits okay. on every platform. Um, because uh, YouTube Shorts, as of I know right now, that they have a sixty-second limit, um, and so it just makes everything easier to like have a guideline like that. So I would. Like, let's just say theoretically split it up into seven clips of those seven clips. Um, now you have like, like ideally you have a template of how you design it, of, of the packaging of the clip. Um, not the clip, it like the clip selection is one thing, but then the design of it, like the text that goes on it, the subtitles, um, the call to action at the end, like those are the variables that will change. So now you have like seven posts that could go up on social media. Because you didn't make it too short or too long, it could go up on TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest. And because if, if you use like Descript to make the clips, you already have a transcript of it. So those seven clips are also tweets. And then, uh, you know, and you could kind of already start to see how like you could use these to go on and on. But because the focus on the clips is like the clip itself, it's not the bigger picture. Like when mm-hmm. you make a clip, you're not mm. trying to, like my philosophy with it is like, you're not trying to sell the podcast. You're just okay. focusing on the clip. The clip right. is is what uh, is the focus. Like if, if you go to Costco and they're giving samples, you know, like they usually, and they were selling like pie, they'll give you like a good part of the pie. They're not going to give you like some like, you know, crusty part of the crust that's like has no flavor. Uh, nobody wants that. They're going to give you yeah. like a good piece of the pie, hoping that you listen to the full thing. Um, it's not going to be enough to satisfy your every desire of that little piece of pie, uh, but it'll be enough to give you an idea of what it tastes like. And that's the same with the clips. And so clips do a lot more when they have one main idea. Uh, and because they have one main idea, like blogs really should have one main idea, right? Uh, and same with like emails, pretty much like all good marketing, you want to just have one idea. So that's why the clips, if they don't have a main idea, they're lost. Like it's just no point. Um, how good those main ideas are is up to like the content of the, the piece of content that you're doing. Like for example, um, like with content clips, like um, people, like part of our criteria for working with people is like they got to give us an example of footage of what they want us to use. And like, sometimes I'm just like, bro, 
I don't know what to look for in here. Like one guy was talking <laughs> about like everything. And I'm like, you seem really nice, but like, I don't understand the focus of this show. Like it's literally all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I still made a clip and I was like, Hey, but I was just like, I, you know, this is probably not a good idea. Just so you know, um, uh, based on like, like, I don't know what the goal is. So if there's no goal of the original piece of content as well, it can be a little hard. The goal doesn't mm-hmm. need to be super clear mm-hmm. though. Um, because you can repurpose like a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, does that, that yeah, sense? no, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, no, I think focus is important. I think, uh, you know, yeah, you, you have to niche down with whatever content, whether it is podcasting, blog, yeah, one main topic per per thing. And your whole, your whole identity should have, um, your whole like online identity should have some kind of focus for sure. Yeah. Um, how, it was interesting to me because this is, I think the part that's hard for me and potentially... Um, people new to this, but so how important, and I imagine it's very important, how important is um, not the the clip itself, but more of like the design, like the font that you use for the captions, the editing, how like whether it's, there's a lot of cuts. um, Because I think that's really important, right? I think people, yeah. So so how that, and it's got to be consistent, your branding and your colors, whatever color for the title, and that's all really important, right? Yeah, it is. And it's like one of those things that it's like, it takes some like letting go of because people again, like make it with what they think looks good. And that might conflict. Like, yeah, because I, yeah, because yeah, what, what people might think that the, yeah, designing it the way they want. But I've noticed on Instagram, especially with like reels and stuff, there's a very distinct style that most like successful people are doing. And it's, you know what I mean? Kind of, there's like oh, a yeah. style to oh, like, totally. to, to, yeah. Yeah. No, there's, and part of the problem though is like, because I like, I live in this stuff. I know you do too, but like, I like, I see this every day. So, And I talk with people and I like part of like my job, especially working with people for the first time is like talking them out of what they would like because they saw somebody Mm -hmm. that they aspire to be and they see their design and they're just like, I'd like to copy this design. And I'm like, why would you like to copy this design? They're like, "Uh, well, it's obviously working for them. And I'm like, that's like not, that's like seeing them on social media and being like, I know they have a great relationship at home with their spouse. I'm like, we don't know what's going on, right? Like, we don't know their social media strategy for one. Like, they could be fudging some numbers. They could be like not having any conversions. We don't know if they're successful when it comes to their strategy. And things catch on that like aren't always the smartest or the most useful. So, I like to use other people as like uh, an idea of like what is cool, but like I I have like multiple accounts and I'm like always testing things uh, on different accounts. And I know like certain things um, don't matter so much that people like, like what people will weigh things that like don't really matter. And then like forget things that like actually do matter. Um, and so yeah, like the design is important, but um, going like too crazy on the design too is also not good because then it's hard to like look at the content. 
Um, right, with all these like emojis popping up. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and sound I, effects. I, some, yeah. of, some of that's cool. I mean, but yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of, after a while, maybe it does take away a little bit from like the message of the of the clip itself. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I have an account that like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but like I report the news every day. Um, oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Probably not. Yeah, like I, I keep it like <laughs> quiet. I have, keep it quiet. I started a news. I, I'm not like a, it's news for people who don't like the news. So every mm-hmm. day, I report the news. Oh, the well, that's a lot headlines. of work. Da- daily is a, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it only takes me like five minutes a day. I don't okay. remember it usually. Like I have a reminder in my phone, um, but it's not like opinion based. It's just fact based, and it's the top three news headlines. It's very repetitive. Like. I don't look at the camera. I don't respond to comments. I don't interact. None of that. And it's grown to thousands and thousands of followers. Um, and uh, and the design is like super simple. My And I'd use it. It was a first like a social experiment and also like a social media experiment. But I don't look at the camera and I read off a script. And the only thing that's changed in the format is the headlines that are in between. And there's no like social things. And like it's... It's interesting to watch the rise of like certain content go up and down um, that gets like catches on. And and I kind of like use I've used that as like a thermometer of sorts of like social media um, because people look forward to it all the time. And also I just I'm just like there's no big production into them. Um, yeah. And so I think like there's certain elements that also we don't just visually see on content that kind of like helps structure the content. Like, you know, like, uh, is it relevant? Like the relevancy of what's being delivered in the content, how good is it? Sometimes like topics just suck that like, they're not going to catch on. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. Like the news thing, like yeah, like it's it's funny how something like that grows. Like like you said, it grew so fast, and it's like it wasn't even something that you were really like no, yeah, Dude, putting yeah. a ton of effort into. Yeah. Dude, it's I've heard. I was reading an article or some podcast newsletter. Um, white noise podcasts, like yeah. people recording white noise and just like, I don't know if it's, lo- I don't know that it's looped or whatever, but it, it helps people go to sleep. And these podcasts are getting, you know, like 50,000 downloads an episode. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It's, and it's crazy. And it just got me thinking, cause I used to record, I used to like go hiking. Yeah. Like up Angeles Crest and record like nature sounds. And I was like, dude, what if I just like, not even trying to like blow it up, but just yeah. did like a nature sound podcast for people to relax or sleep. Yeah, Probably I love that stuff. It, it, yeah, and just I it, watch stuff. it blow up while the other stuff I'm working on, like putting like all these hours into. Is yeah, not a dude, success. it's I, so weird. I do that. I love. <laughs> I literally like love this stuff. So, like, I have digital podcaster, which people are like, like, oh, like, um, I don't know, like, people have different views on it. Um, positive, I'm saying. I just like as far as like what success is. Like, I don't, I don't critique it harshly, but like I have all these accounts that I do test things on because I want to have like an outlet for silly ideas. And like, I have like, I'll make a video. Like most of my videos that I literally just randomly do on my other accounts do better than any digital podcast or piece of content I do. Like I had a video where I had a, I have plants on like the wall of my office and I use a plant moisture meter to like gauge if they need to be watered. 
So like one, I was just like, oh, and I like press record and I'm like, here's a moisture meter um, that I got on Amazon. Like this, if you have plants, you need this thing, any moisture meter. Like I literally, like my plants are growing too big now and it, thousands and thousands of views. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm just talking about a moisture meter or I'll talk, I want, yeah. I talked about a hat. Like you can pretty much talk about like anything. And it's funny because like, then like, like on, on digital podcast or something, I could share like, oh, I just had this profound thing with a client or, or something that I know to be true because I've seen it over and over again. And it's like, yeah, barely will do anything, get any traction, but I'll talk about, um, like I made a video about like, uh, it's a, it was like a satire video about Los Angeles, uh, on an account with like no followers and you know, like thousands and thousands of, uh, views and like uh, hundreds of comments. And like, it was just because, you know, the algorithm pushed it yeah. out and it was like a silly video. People are like, Oh, you suck. You know, like all these like crazy comments. Dude, yeah. I like, you know, it's cool that you, the fact of like testing stuff on accounts that people don't know, really, it's also because then you can report back, you can try things. And then when you go back to your clients in your real business, you have some ideas of different things that work and don't work and get some, oh, like, you know, you, you know that you tried a concept and then you can like pitch it to them or whatever. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, proof of concept or like trial and error, doing little practice runs and then learning, oh, this works, that doesn't work. And then bringing it into your business. I think that's cool. Yeah. Cause I don't like have, you know, certain things like, cause social media is like, it's not constantly changing. Like some things haven't changed. And then like, in other ways, like people will see stuff and I'm like, all right, hold on. So like recently I started an account uh, that is going to be no talking. Like it's only trends. Like it's only me either lip syncing or, or not saying any words. Like I never will talk in the video, but like, because Instagram, for example, always recommends new accounts. Like these people started following it. And I'm like, no, this is like a, a test account. So I gotta, I'm like probably going to remove them because I'm like, part of me too is like when you're, when I'm testing it, I, I need to have like, uh, and that's why I didn't share about the news account for many months is like, I'm not trying to influence an outside of an account. I'm going to start it from scratch. Like the, the, the news account has more followers than digital podcaster. Um, I don't make any money off it currently. I'm not even trying to make money off it. Um, but also like content clips started with no followers and like is success. Like, I mean, successful monetization, like it's, it's a full-time like salary for people. Um, and it's growing and growing and growing. And it literally had like no followers and people find it on TikTok, And it's like, uh, uh, I'm like blown away by it, but it's, it's not like followers also don't equal the money anyway. So, um, so like building all of that in, there's just a lot of angles, I guess. Um, and it doesn't, it sounds probably, I'm probably making it sound way more confusing than it is, but, um, it doesn't need to be, and it doesn't have to be like a large audience to monetize. It doesn't need to be, it just needs to be the right thing that people want. Yeah. Yeah, the right thing that people want, kind of the right time too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take us out here, Dylan. Um, tell every just so the audience knows, all this stuff we're talking about repurposing—that's Dylan's company. It's called Content Clips. Um, 
I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah, Dylan Schmidt content clips, tell everybody like, yeah, where they can find you digital podcaster and content clips Yeah, and anything else you've got going on that you want to share. Yeah. Contentclips.com, uh, digital podcaster on all the social media. If you want to see me like doing one test with content clips, um, content clips on it's content clips official on TikTok or Instagram. You can see me do a test. Uh, I mean, they're like still valuable when I say test, it's not like I'm just it's just like a waste of time. It's still cool stuff, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Digital Podcaster is where I uh, share all sorts of stuff, um, mainly around podcasting um, and silly photos that are videos that I make with my dog um, or throwing away microphones that are perfectly good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. 